live from the capital of the Commonwealth. This is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 1061 ESPN. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Call in and talk with Bob anytime at 327-0888. Now, here's Bob Black with the Sports Huddle on 1061 ESPN. Bob, before you get into baseball, I got to find out what you think about this Drew Holiday trade. (laughs) Well, I think it makes the Celtics uh, much more of a playoff championship contender than they were 48 hours ago. And I think it's kind of leaving those 76ers a little flat-footed right now, like... The Bucks have done something, and the Celtics have done something, and the Heat tried to do something. And where does that leave Bruce's beloved 76ers, I ask you, AJ? So, you know, it was, I think, Friday or Thursday, I literally said, how are you going to guard Giannis and Dame Lillard? And Boston answered my question. I am flip-flopping. The Celtics are looking good. They're number one now. <laughs> Wait a minute. In 48 hours, you went from nobody's touching the Bucks to one little trade, and now the Celtics are the team to beat. I, ugh, it's gonna like this is the best thing they that any team could have done, but especially the Celtics to put Holiday there. Let me ask you, man. Holiday has never been around such offensive talent before. Like just. All around, and if Porzingis can stay healthy and do something, I love the way the Celtics match up against the Bucks. I like that. I like that line of thinking, and it frustrates me again as a as a Philly sports fan, although not a particularly passionate 76er fan. Um, what are they doing? And and the big story out of Sixers media day today wasn't who was there; it was who wasn't there meaning James Harden, and it left Joel Embiid to kind of defend him and defend the organization. And I thought he walked the tightrope about as well as you could possibly walk it today. But I think the Sixers were in a very awkward situation today. And by the way, did we ever know, you know, we saw all sorts of shots of Taylor Swift and Aaron Rodgers. I'm not sure I saw any shots of Josh Harris yesterday at Lincoln Financial Field and if he was there and where he would have been sitting as owner of the Philadelphia 76ers across the street, across the parking lot, but primary owner of his beloved Washington Commanders. He was probably at the pub doing Irish car bombs with Celtic fans after hearing the holiday got picked up. <laughs> Maybe. That's possible. Um, so, yeah, that was big, big NBA trade there. And I, I really it's wasn't huge, gonna... Bob. It's huge. <laughs> You keep telling me that, and when Bruce calls, you interrupt whatever I'm talking about, and we'll get to him on I, that look, front. Not to, not to cut you off. And, I mean, obviously, I got to feel sorry for you. Harden was holding up signs the other day and whatever. But I I root for South Beach Rob. I really do. He, he reminds me of a lot of, like, <laughs> where I was with my teams. And, like, a month ago, he was getting Dame Lillard, and the Dolphins looked like the, you know, the Rams. It is Everything was going so great. And now, I mean, ugh, ugh, this, this, this has thrown the East for a loop. I'm not over-exaggerating. Holiday on this particular team in this particular lineup is very dangerous. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. They made the move that they, that they had to make. 
Absolutely, hundred percent. This is Dennis Rodman getting signed by the Bulls. Move. I'm, I like <laughs> it's good, different. Good analogy. But yes, right. it's so. Can't wait. <laughs> All right, more on that coming, no doubt. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't want to, you know, ignore one of the one of the sports headlines of the day and of the weekend. Uh, but I did have a couple of other college football that I wanted to get to before moving on to baseball. And God love our guy Derby Bill, who you hear on our Off to the Races show and the handicapper down at, uh, at Colonial Downs and for the Times Dispatch and for us and and all of that. But you know he's an Elon guy, right? He's he's a proud Elon guy, and well he should be. And they had one of the stunning wins of the weekend: Elon knocking off fifth ranked William and Mary. Held them to no touchdowns, won the game fourteen to six, um, and Elon just seems to have William and Mary's number. But God bless Bill because when that happened, I got uh, let's see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different DMs from Derby Bill that related in some way, shape, or form to Elon's victory over William and Mary. This weekend, and and give Elon all the credit in the world. They're now three and zero already in the CAA, and they could be the odds-on favorite at this point. And Bill listed all of the other top ten wins that Elon football has had over the years uh, in the CAA, to include James Madison and Richmond and William and Mary previously. So good for Elon, and right now they're at the top of the pack in the CAA. And the so Phoenix that was, is rising, Bob. The Phoenix is rising. That was too easy, wasn't it, AJ? The Phoenix is indeed rising. Um, and unfortunately, the spider got squished Saturday by the oh. pirate. The upstart pirate, I might say. Pretty impressive-looking team, uh, if I must say so myself. Uh, uh, particularly their quarterback, uh, Chris Zellis. Two-way guy who can do it with his legs, do it with his arm, and a really good running game. And, um, you know, as Coach Huseman said, they, they outplayed the Spiders, outplayed, outcoached the Spiders, and came away with a convincing win at Robbins Stadium. So crossroads time for Richmond. Um, all the cliches are out there now as we hit the midway point of the season. It has not gone the way the Spiders expected it would or hoped that it would. They have had more than their share of injuries, but nobody's going to feel sorry for you. Every team has injuries. But it does seem to have hit Richmond pretty hard this year and actually in positions that it's been a little bit hard for them to overcome to this point. And by that, particularly the offensive line, which has been decimated, but at the beginning of the season seemed to be a strength and a very deep uh, position group for Richmond, and it hasn't quite turned out that way. And then the quarterback situation has been you know, up in the air to say the least. Still don't know on Kyle Wickersham for next week. Uh, the true freshman Camden Coleman came in and did a very nice job under difficult circumstances. Don't know what direction they might be heading with him. Uh, I would assume they don't want him to play any more than four games if he's going to play at all the rest of this season uh, so they can they can keep his red shirt year. Jackson Hardy, who was out with the concussion, don't know if he's back. So, boy, there's a lot of question marks up in the air when it comes to Richmond Spider football. And as we always tell you, we will have more on that as the week continues. But certainly uh, a disappointing loss for the Spiders. Family weekend crowd at Robbins Stadium. Beautiful day out there. And, uh, you know, the Spiders spoiled Hampton's homecoming last year. Hampton spoiled Richmond's family weekend uh, this year.
The other college football note that I would just mention, and this is the one caution that I think is out there for guys who transfer to another program, particularly when they only have that one year left. Uh, You do have to remember you are rolling the dice, and if something bad happens, you're done. You're, You're finished. That's it. And apparently that is starting to happen to Brennan Armstrong at NC State. So if he had had a good year at UVA, he either could have stayed at UVA or he could have gone to the NFL. He, he might have been in a position where he would have been drafted. He had a terrible year at Virginia. just didn't click. So you certainly understand why he would make that move. But he rolled the dice and went to NC State, and something has gone awry there. I don't know if last year just ruined him entirely, but he is, you know, whatever's less than a, a shadow or a skeleton of his past – from a couple of years back when he had that record-setting year at Virginia, and things have gotten so bad that he's been benched. NC State is benching uh, Brandon Armstrong this week, and M.J. Morris will be the starting quarterback who is a redshirt freshman. Armstrong has not been great. He's had more interceptions than he's had touchdowns, five touchdowns and six interceptions this season, and he was terrible in the loss to Louisville Friday night two critical interceptions in that game and the Wolfpack offense uh, way down there on the stat sheet averaging only about 345 yards per game so Morris will get the start at quarterback for NC State he played a little bit last year but uh, retained his his eligibility and I think they were actually trying to redshirt him uh, this season but they're going to go with him at quarterback. They play Marshall, so a non-conference game. Seems like the right time to do something like that, see how he does, and then they get back into into ACC competition. So The, the Cardinals are tough, Bob. Is this premature? Uh, um, who's tough? Louisville. Oh, yeah, no, Louisville's tough, but, but he didn't look good against Virginia the week before, and I know there's a lot of emotion in that game, and his numbers have just been, just been underwhelming, AJ. I, so, I mean – I don't necessarily blame them. And, again, Brandon Armstrong, he's one and done. This is his only year there, and they've got a young quarterback who they probably think is their future. And as we've been talking about, you better play him. Otherwise, he's going to find somebody who will play him. So they're pretty much saying that, you know, we're going to we're gonna play it. And he got in last year. He actually beat Tech, if I remember correctly. That was one of the games that M.J. Morris got into last season. And I think he was going – let me look. Oh, yeah, he was in against Tech, and he was in against Wake Forest. He had six touchdowns and no interceptions. I think that's worth giving the guy a shot. Apparently he got hurt last year too. I didn't remember that. Um, and that's why he missed the rest of last year. So they're going to give him a shot. And they can still redshirt him, I believe. I think he's still in a situation where he could uh, still be redshirted. But he's going to play this week. And if they think he's the future, they got to go with him. And, again, this is one instance where for a veteran guy, took that transfer portal, thought it was going to bring him big things, fresh start, one year, I'll have a great year, eye-popping, scouts will see me, and away we go. And it just hasn't happened for him. I'm not saying it would have happened at Virginia because it really was a struggle last year now maybe with another off season and a summer and all of that could have been better who knows but for right now anyway it has not worked for brendan armstrong and nc state so they're going to go with the youngster mj morris a quarterback uh, this weekend against marshall all right away we go in the five o'clock hour of the sports huddle 
These are this afternoon's top sports stories. I'm sure you'll be fascinated by all the uh, stories you have to tell. This is today's Drive Home Headlines. Drive Home Headlines brought to you by James River Air. If you're not happy with your heating and cooling system, call James River Air for a free in-home consultation. Check them out online at jamesriverair.com. Well, A.J., we did get the answer to the baseball question that we left everybody with last week, and that is whether Buck Showalter would be back or not as manager of the New York Mets. And the emphatic answer came Sunday, no. He will not be back as manager of the New York Mets. So, as I said, Black Monday was coming in Major League Baseball. It came a little bit early in a couple of locales, including San Francisco with the Gabe Kapler firing, and now in New York as well. And they're changing their their leadership in New York, A.J., so it kind of makes sense that they'd want to bring in their own guy. David Stearns is taking over as president of baseball operations, so he'll be the lead guy. And apparently he wants to bring in his own manager. Yeah, the, the cleansing of the palace. Again, Met, Met fans have been kind of back and forth on what we want to do. I liked Buck. I thought it was a great hire when it happened. But there's a culture change that I sort of want to see and have wanted to see in the beginning of the year that, I, you know, we'll see. I, 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 I've been here. I've been. How many times have we cleaned house in New York? I I don't know, man. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, and I I think Buck was fairly popular in New York. I guess on Sunday when the announcement was made prior to their to their last game, and he took the lineup card to home plate one last time. He got a standing ovation from however many fans were there for a meaningless game at City Field on Sunday afternoon. Um, so I do think he was relatively well liked, even though yeah. they didn't win this year. Now remember, they had a hundred plus wins just a year ago. No one no one hates. Buck, we all want a culture change. You, you know what I'm saying? A, yeah. I, I'm, I, it's been a hard year and a half, and we just, I, I don't know. It feels like we need a culture change. And I'll tell you what else makes it hard, and that's what the rest of the division is doing, right? The Braves are clearly the best team in baseball. Uh, Philadelphia has a pretty substantial payroll, and yet they're in the postseason again. Miami doesn't necessarily have a huge payroll, but they found a way to get in the postseason. So the NL East has three teams out of the six in the in the National League playoffs, and even the Nationals have shown signs that, that they're in this youth movement that's actually making some sense, and they're starting to make progress. And here are the Mets sitting there with you know this huge huge payroll and Pete Alonzo and and that's about it. I I want to see a farm league. I want I want to see them focus on their farm. I I would rather lose another 4 or 5 years and do what we did in the in the early aughts. Well, that's also what the Orioles did. I mean, that that's exactly was the Oriole blueprint and look where they are. Maybe they're looking at something like that. The only thing that could have made it any worse is if the Yankees had been good, but the Yankees stunk as well. So at least they didn't have to worry about that. Haven't heard anything on Aaron Boone. I did see a story in one of the New York papers over the weekend that the Yankees want Sean Casey to come back as their hitting coach. Why would they not? Agreed. I still say it's going to come down to whether Sean Casey wants to do that or not, whether he wants to do it for 162 games and be in the dugout and travel and, and spring training and, and all of that. So and I have no inside knowledge of that one way or the other, but he's got that decision to make. But it does sound like at least the Yankees do want him back. I don't know if they said they want Aaron Boone back yet, and that was the connection, the, the Boone-Casey connection from there. They played together for a while in, uh, in Cincinnati. So keep an eye on that one as well. I don't think there were any other Monday 
dismissals in Major League Baseball. I know, you know, Terry Francona was retiring in Cleveland. We knew that he was out. We'd already talked about uh, Gabe Kapler in San Francisco. I guess the Padres actually gave a vote of confidence um, uh, to their manager, and I hadn't seen anything else today. So maybe it's a relatively quiet day today as we get ready for the Major League Baseball playoffs that start tomorrow Again, it is um, Toronto, Minnesota, and Texas, Tampa Bay in the American League, Arizona, Milwaukee, and Miami, Philadelphia in the National League. Hang tight, Reggie. We do this all the time, but i got to get this break in here, and then we'll come back on the other side. We'll get to you on a Monday afternoon. And anybody else who would like to become a part of the show, 804-327-0888. Hoping Reggie hangs through the break. We'll be back with him and more on the Sports Huddle, 1061 ESPN. It's the wildest round of postseason action. The wild card round. Every team has a shot, and we've got the action live here on 1061 ESPN Richmond. On a Monday afternoon, again, that reminder, Major League Baseball playoff action here on 1061 ESPN the next couple of days, so no border-to-border or sports huddle. 804-327-0888. Reggie, thanks for hanging on there through the break. I assume you did. Good afternoon, my friend. Well, first of all, Bob, I want to congratulate you on a fantastic job on the TV with the Hampton and Richmond and thank you so much. And I got to commend you, Bob. Brother started crying, man. Your knowledge of HBCU and the history of Hampton, I started crying. I say, <laughs> way to go, Bob. I mean, from the CIAA to the MEAC. I mean, just rattling right off without even hesitating. I was starting to cry, Bob. I said, <laughs> way to go, Taylor Town, Bob. Brothers in the HBCU. I, I, thank you so much, Bob. I don't want you to get in trouble, Bob. Cause I know that was a difficult game this past week. Uh, please don't say nothing that's going to get yourself in trouble. If you, if you want me to talk, I'll talk, but please don't say nothing, Bob. I, I can't afford you to lose your gig at Richmond. <laughs> no, nothing's happening there, Reggie. And if I could make you proud, then that made my day on an otherwise bitter day for the Richmond Spiders. <laughs> but kudos yeah, to Hampton, Reggie. They they were the better team on Saturday afternoon. I was shocked. First time they ever beat Richmond in, what, nine games or something like that? Uh, four, the just time four. The series? Four and one. Four, four and okay. one. Yeah, four yeah. and one. Yeah. Yeah. And Sean, and Sean did a great job on the sideline. Who was the, who else was, was in the booth with you, the young that man was, that was in there? Uh, Chris Anderson, my broadcast partner on radio and TV, former Spider captain back in the late 90s, all-conference standout. So he knows his gig. He knows his thing, too. Yeah, you guys did a great job. I, I look, I, I turned from the so-called big boys and was tuning in with Tyler Town Bob and the crew. Represent, <laughs> but. Well, thank you, Reggie. We, <laughs> we appreciate that. Appreciate you, Reggie. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys represent it. What can I say? But Bob I had to say, Richmond, man, with the history and the uh, football, I'm getting a little concerned here. I know this is seventh year of the coach over there, but I mean, quarterback problem. I know he had injuries, but for them against Hampton, I saw. I don't know if you remember the play, but I he, don't. it was like in the third quarter, and I mean, he slammed into the turf, and then a couple of times the Richard plays. I thought I was watching UVA play with the penalties. <laughs> so I was like, "Damn, is this Virginia? What's going on?" Yeah. I'm sorry, Bob. I'm they, sorry. they got a, they got a lot to clean up, and on the positive side for for Hampton, quarterback is really good. The two running backs. 
are really good. Um, a couple receivers emerged. They got a chance, Reggie. They're they're off to a three and one start. They're at home against Campbell on on Saturday. Oh. So we'll keep an eye on them the rest and of the I, way. Better not sleep on Campbell. And I would say that I, I just don't understand what's happening in Richmond with the great facilities and the recruiting. It just seems like something's not clicking this year. I mean, this may have been the main injuries, or what's going on? Is well, I mean, like right I say, now? everybody has injuries, so you really can't use it as an excuse, but it but it is a uh-huh. factor, and I do think, as I said, it came at the two position groups that were probably most critical, at least offensively, and that was offensive line and quarterback, and um, that it's been tough to overcome both those spots right now. Yeah, yeah, well, you don't have a trigger, man. It's hard to move like the Jets are finding out when that's another two-hour show. Mm-hmm. But yep. great job on the air. And shout-out to you. Matt for telling people, please go support Virginia Union, Virginia State. They got a couple of barn burners. A young running back still has his knee um, for Union All-American. His yep. knee is still hurting, so they might sit him out. And Dr. Henry Frazier, he get the horses like prime time. He's going to be a handful. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you mentioned <laughs> that one too, Reggie. Uh, the, the whole primetime thing. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that one as well because that was a great comeback, right, against USC. Oh, I thought no USC question. would win that game, but, I, you know, I, when I saw the first quarter and halftime score, I thought they were going to cover. It was like a 20-point game. It was supposed to be anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, c- congrats to Colorado for making that kind of a comeback. Well, see, that's what I'm saying about the amount of money that that football program has has elevated the state is is incredible. It and is. And I'm just saying, can you imagine somebody like Texas A&M come at Coach Brown with that oil money and say, Coach, tell you what we're going to do. Sit down <laughs> right here, and I got a boatload of money for you, and we're going to roll. They might drop a, a billion dollars just on recruitment. All that oil money they got in Texas A&M. I and know. Lord, don't let him go to Florida. It, uh, it, oh, my God. Oh, he's not going he to, Florida. to Florida. Come on now. <laughs> Those Seminoles oh, will be coming down from Tallahassee State. if he does that. <laughs> they should have hired him there. They're not going to let him do that. Well, they should have hired him. That's what they get. We'll yeah. see how far Florida goes and yep. Florida State. But... Yeah. I'm just saying, um, support our local teams in the high schools doing a great job. And Absolutely. Thank you, Sean. And Channel 6, you guys are representing. Great job of getting on TV this past Saturday, my friend. Who we uh, got um, this week? Uh, Maine this week. Maine at, at uh, 3.30. Maine Black Bears. Uh, Maine Home Black Bears. Way. Yep, Maine Black Bears. So tune us in again. We'll be on Masson on TV and 106.1 ESPN here on the radio. Thanks, Reg. All right. Yes. Uh, let's. All right, right at the bottom of the hour, let's get the break in here. We'll come back. we got a half hour to go. I really haven't gotten much to the baseball yet uh, other than uh, a couple of those managerial uh, moves uh, from today. So we'll get back into some more football talk, NFL, college variety, and the Major League Baseball playoffs that start here on 1061 ESPN tomorrow. Back after the break. Thank you for tuning in to the Monday Sports Huddle. With Lennox products that'll make the air in your home absolutely perfect. My daughter is normally a little... Dallas Cowboys all season is 1061 ESPN. Brought to you by Arthur's Electric and Park and Go. Well, those Cowboys had a big win yesterday. Uh, that one wasn't really worth watching, I guess, unless you're a Cowboy fan. You really would have enjoyed that one yesterday, handing Bill Belichick his worst loss 
as Patriots coach, dumped them to one and three. Uh, Cowboys improved to three and one. Prescott threw for 261 yards in that game, and uh, that one was a laugher. There were several of those yesterday, as a matter of fact. Uh, Brock Purdy looks great again, 283 more yards passing. 49ers had no problems with um, the Cardinals. Uh, What's wrong with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Can anybody help me out? They're just not very good. They got blown out by the Houston Texans. I don't think there's anything wrong with them. I think they're great. <laughs> being, a, being a Ravens fan that you I are. I like them exactly where they are. Uh, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season as head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is phenomenal. Um, I think Kenny Pickett got hurt in that game. Not that he's been any great shakes. And, you know, C.J. Stroud kind of lived up to his billing a little bit, right? Um, 16 of 30, not the greatest percentage in the world, but not bad. He threw for 306 yards and a couple of touchdowns and no interceptions. That's a that's actually a great stat line for the rookie quarterback in Houston. And man, they they took Pittsburgh to the woodshed there, 30 to six, the Texans over the Steelers yesterday. So there were some kind of uh, duds of games uh, yesterday. I guess the, the Chiefs Jets game kind of made up for that. The Eagles Commanders game certainly, even the game in London. Didn't have a whole lot of suspense to it, right? The the Jags over the Falcons, 23-7. to the, the biggest game of the day, and I know there are a lot of people dismayed that it wasn't one of the games on here in Richmond. You, you either had to have the, uh, the NFL package or head to your favorite uh, sports bar to catch it because we had the, uh, the Cleveland game on. I said that on purpose, by the way. It was the Ravens game that was on here in Richmond yesterday, the Ravens and the, and the Browns, but the Bills all over the Dolphins uh, brought them back down to earth a little bit. And Buffalo now 3-1 and one after that uh, surprising season opening loss. They have kind of righted the ship. Josh Allen, 320 yards passing. Stephon Diggs, 120 yards receiving and three touchdowns. So uh, the Bills really took care of business. They didn't quite put 70 on the board against the Dolphins, although 48 is a pretty big number there. And we talked about this with, with Matt. The the comeback by the Broncos, the 17-point comeback in the fourth quarter to beat the Bears, that's just got to leave you shaking your head, doesn't it? I mean, the Broncos are terrible. What does that make the Bears? It, it makes them even worse, that's for sure, at now 0-4. To, to be up whatever they were up, 21-7, I guess, at halftime, and to lose that game, they will come limping into FedEx Field on Thursday. I would be absolutely shocked if the Commanders don't uh, significantly win that game. And I, I wish there was a better Monday night game than the Seahawks and the Giants tonight because I'm a little lost today, right? There's no Major League Baseball. Uh, I got to start getting used to that a little bit in the next month or so. But, uh, you know, normally on a Monday, we'd have a few games to take a look at. But no Major League Baseball. And the only NFL game tonight is, you know, it, it doesn't really whet my appetite a whole lot. Seahawks at the Giants this evening. But I guess we'll put it on just to kind of check it out a little bit. And that will wrap up week four of the NFL schedule. And then we'll start next week, as we said, with Bears, Commanders, and FedEx. Uh, I guess Matt was saying almost as much as a nine-point game. I don't know. It's uh, n- The early line is not, uh, seven that I'm seeing for the for the commanders. And, and I think that's probably about right. At home and considering the way they played, 
uh, I would think the Commanders would be a, about a touchdown favorite uh, in that game. Uh, Jags are staying in London this week. They're playing another one, and they'll play the Bills over there this week. And uh, let's see, the Lions, who have been hot, they get the Panthers, so they could very easily get to 4-1 and one, that game in, in Detroit this week. The Giants, after they finish up with uh, the game tonight, We'll go to Miami to play the Dolphins. Uh, probably a little chip on their shoulder there in Miami after the loss uh, this past weekend. The Eagles are out west uh, this this week against the Rams. Ravens and Steelers, speaking of that, A.J., uh, you get a shot at them. Better not lose after what you just said. We might. <laughs> that game is in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, you might, actually. I'm, I'm not going to put that past the Steelers to potentially – potentially win that game i also Jet- think that was a poor brown performance like that doesn't tell me anything. it was no it was you're right doesn't tell you anything nope all right uh, it was a bad bad performance and they didn't have deshaun watson and yeah it was a bad bad performance. yeah bob i'm not trying to go cold fish on you i've got nothing to say about what i saw the last two weeks with the ravens but they are three you're starting to sound like matt and me aj i know They're- i'm embarrassed they are <laughs> no don't <laughs> Thanks. Uh, they are three and one. Those Ravens are. And if you weren't with us, well, I mean, it wasn't even as much mad as it was me. I was just very frustrated by again decision making that I saw yesterday, and I think a lot of it had to do with the opponent. Um, because, like I said, that's the one game that man, I don't look forward to to Washington at Philadelphia. Like I'm, I'm more okay with Philly in D.C. as the visiting team than I am the game in Philadelphia where Washington seems to play uh, really well. Um, you know that's uh, his Super Bowl pick is Ravens-Philly. Matt's? Yep. Really? Huh. It was mine, well, too, in the beginning of the year. And, you know, I will say this, and I harp on this all the time, about how hard it is to repeat. And I think the Eagles are going through some of that as the NFC champions um, right now. So we'll, we'll see. All right. Hey, I did forget. Thank you for the thank you for the warning there. I hope he's still holding on because I did forget. We had a caller on the line called in during the break. So I apologize for that, for rambling on like I've been doing. Caesar, you hang on there with us, my friend. I don't blame him if he didn't, actually. Oh, he had a delivery he had to make. That one's on me. That one is totally on me. You told me he was there, and I got sidetracked a little bit, and I didn't go to him. So bad job by the by the talk show host on that one. That one is uh, is definitely on me. And hopefully we owe him a beer. We, yes, we do. And and uh, you know when we get an opportunity to go watch his team play, and I'll I'll be out there, and I will definitely buy him a beer. Uh, not no we about it, AJ. I'll take care of that because oh, you did he's your coming. job. He's coming back. Uh, I knew he would. I knew he would come back. Well, I didn't really know that, but I guess he is coming back. Um, you guys ready yet? Yeah, that <laughs> that was on me, Caesar. I started rambling. AJ did his job. He told me you were there, and I forgot about yeah. you. So I owe you one. Yeah. I owe you one. Yeah, that's fine. It's Monday. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You had a rough day yesterday, I understand, but it's a win. So that's a blessing. It but is. But let me tell you something I want to say. You alluded about college football being so interesting this year because Georgia almost lost twice now. They had trouble South uh, South Carolina. They had trouble this weekend, though, too. Mm-hmm. So anything can happen. And we know Florida State has problems on the road. So don't be surprised if Virginia Tech might give them a good scare 
Maybe if the recipe's just right, we might have a little upset. Maybe. Would I like to see it? Yes and no. Yes, because I don't care for Florida State. I know. No, because I'd rather have my team beat them. So, (laughs) (laughs) that being said. They're 24-point favorites at home against Virginia Tech. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. You're at home. Okay, so then Florida State should be able to do their business. Yeah, it's if you're on the road, State. I would give them a little bit, you know, because they seem like they can't learn how to play on the road, and that's the issue they have. Um, one other thing is, I want to say I would love to see Duke beat Notre Dame. Yeah, that would have been a great story. But Notre Dame was able to pull it off in the end. It was an ugly game by both teams, but it was a great defensive game. You know. Felt and bad for Riley Leonard there at the end with the injury. I guess he's going to be out a significant number of weeks. And uh, yeah, yeah, I was rooting for Duke. And, I was ready to see a, a storm, a, a field storming at Wallace Wade on Saturday night. And yeah, Notre Dame found a way. They found a way. Uh, they had game day there. The first yep. time they've ever had game day. So yep. you want to root for that dog a little bit, even if it was just Duke. You know, for basketball, no. <laughs> but for football, I'll give them a chance as long as it gets not against Miami. You know, that hurricane, uh, the, the U should roll this weekend, Caesar, correct? 21 point yeah, favorites. We got, we, got the, we got the rambling wreck from Georgia Tech, and we're putting our new uniforms on just for them. <laughs> that way they can see us blow, you know, blow at nighttime. So maybe you can check out the new uniforms. Tell me what you think about it. Come next week. I will. And all I can take care of business, win the game, win the game solid. No mistakes, no entries. And moving on. Keep that record unblemished. All right, Caesar. We'll check in with you. Be well. Uh, you guys be safe. Have a great week. Thanks. And thanks again for calling back. That one was that one was on me. Yeah, Georgia Tech Miami's the ACC network. Uh Saturday night game of the week. And the U is a twenty one point favorite. We Notre got Dame in. Louisville will be the big game in kind of in the ACC. Obviously Notre Dame is not officially in the ACC for football, but they do play, what, five opponents from the ACC. And Louisville may be one of the surprise teams in the country right now at 5-0. and so. And I thought, um, I don't know if you watched that game at all Saturday night. I did with a vested interest. was certainly rooting for Duke against Notre Dame, and the Fighting Irish found a way to, to win it at the end. And I, here's something that just annoys me as a sports broadcaster and a reporter. Why do guys not answer questions? Like, not even the hard questions. Why do they just, like, answer with whatever they they want to say? Coaches do it, and, like, Sam Hartman did it the other night. I like Sam Hartman. And he was very classy. He hung around on the field. He waited while Riley Leonard was in the medical tent for him to come out and pass along his best. And they've been rivals before because Hartman played at Wake Forest, um, you know, and, and, and all of that. And he got asked a legit question, you know, about the game-winning play and how he made the play, and he totally ignored the answer and and just, you know, whatever he talked about. Oh, the defense won the game for – whatever he said was – but just answer the question. Maybe like, maybe people aren't as cavalier with their jobs like we are. Maybe. But you know what? If, if I'm that reporter sometime, I, I, I'm going to keep asking that question until they answer it. Like, I think it was – I think it was Holly Rowe, and she's extremely well-respected and well-known. And she asked the question, like, how did you get that play done that led to the winning touchdown? 
And he totally ignored the question and went in a totally another direction. If I'm Holly Rell, I would have said, well, well, that's fine, Sam, but let me repeat my question. How did you make that run or whatever it was? And see what happens. And then he kind of just eh, – I guess it was okay. He blew her off because he wanted to go see how Riley Leonard was, and I get that. But he, I guess he didn't know this was going to happen. But he had to stand outside the medical tent for like three minutes before Leonard came out. So he certainly had plenty of time to finish up the interview if he wanted. Just annoyed me just a little bit. I guess I had an annoying weekend, AJ. I didn't. I mean, I, I knew I was you know not happy with you know Richmond losing and then the annoying game yesterday. But you I missed me. I was supposed Maybe. to be there on the. You field. were. I know. I know. We'll, we'll get you there at some point. There's always space for you from us. AJ, don't worry. I I can't wait. Yeah, all right. Uh, 547, one more break. We'll come back, wrap it up on the other side, and kind of wrap it up for the next couple of days with the baseball playoffs coming Tuesday and Wednesday. Do that after the break, 1061 ESPN. I mean, obviously, look, if they um, if they have – oh, we're getting close to the, the end of the hour there, Bob. Yes, so. It's a funny kind of music we're getting. Scrolling back through our text line in case I missed anything this afternoon. The only thing I saw was um, this must have been while Matt was still on just before I joined him at at 4 o'clock, and he got into the Taylor Swift thing just as I did, and Corey was like, thank you, no more Taylor Swift talk. It will be over before the season is over. New song about him by the spring. I think that's great. That's a great prediction. Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens. And we will keep the Taylor Swift talk to a minimum. Although my prediction is she will not attend this week's game at Minnesota. Uh, she will not attend. And then, of course, that will start all the rumor mills uh, that it's already over between Kelsey and Swift. Uh, the Eagles' Kelsey and Swift is going to keep on going. Different Kelsey, different Swift. Uh, but I will also say that as long as there's still a, a thing – she will definitely make the London trip. She she will make when Kansas City goes to play Miami in London. Uh, she will be front and center for that one. So it will continue at least that long. Would be so. Those guess. Chiefs don't have receivers, huh? <laughs> apparently not. That that's apparently the word in Kansas City. They're struggling, man. They're they're three and one, and they're struggling too. AJ. Yeah, that's it's that's rough. I like yeah. I, I like how everyone's like it's Mahomes. It's, no, it's rough. They're, it's they're gonna have a bad back half. Yeah, well, you think? Well, they got they got a tough schedule too, just like Philadelphia does, also. So they and they struggled yesterday. They struggled to find receivers to get the ball to yesterday, and they were fortunate enough to win that game. Um, they probably should have lost it. Sounds like me with the Commanders Eagles game, as well. So, um, all right, good sports weekend. I think it really did turn out to be a pretty good sports weekend. Plenty to talk about, at least, certainly, certainly with our college teams, with Virginia Tech getting back on the right track. Virginia, man, oh, man, thought they had one Saturday. And as we said, if they don't, didn't get that one and they got William & Mary this week, schedule's going to get harder after that. They better buckle up there in Charlottesville. It could be a long, bumpy ride. Uh, to the finish line. Kudos to JMU for their victory over South Alabama, remaining unbeaten. Nation is starting to take a look at the Dukes. They're off this week, starting to get some votes. Uh, Richmond will look to bounce back uh, at home against Maine this weekend. As I mentioned, William & Mary off its first loss. Elon will play at UVA 
that's probably not the greatest scheduling in the world, as it turns out, but they'll they'll show up in Charlottesville and, and see what they can do there as well. So good, good, good sports weekend. Plenty good to talk about, as we said. Commanders dominated a lot of the time and a lot of the attention, and I think they'll be back with a vengeance on Thursday night. I think they will certainly have the upper hand against uh, the Chicago Bears Thursday night at FedEx in the Thursday night game, and then they've got a little bit of a breather um, with the with the kind of mini bye week, uh, not having to play the Sunday game. Uh, so there you go. Um, appreciate Matt uh, Josephs hanging around for the 4 o'clock hour of the Sports Huddle, and we appreciate you tuning in all afternoon long. And, again, our reminder, not uh, here tomorrow or Wednesday. Major League Baseball playoffs get underway tomorrow afternoon. And as we said, uh, keep it locked in here if you want the baseball playoffs from about 2.30 on each of the next couple of days. The day games tomorrow, again, Rangers-Rays get it started. American League, Blue Jays-Twins a little bit later in the afternoon. And the night games, Diamondbacks and Brewers and the Marlins and the Phillies. Talk to you maybe on Thursday. We'll see how the baseball playoffs go. If not, certainly on Friday and get you ready for the next sporting weekend. Thank you, AJ. Uh, Talk to you down the road. Sports Huddle 1061 ESPN. You guys are ready for Virginia State. Go. Hello, I'm Maury Childress.